This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. All right. Good evening. How the devil are we all? Sloppy second, second show of the day. Um, I still haven't seen the press conference from earlier. They've still not reloaded it onto the uh, LCFC website. Um, but we hey, we did the show. Uh, I think we got away with it um, more than more than Leicester did with their dicky microphones. And uh, you know what you do? You can't you can't have a dicky mic, can you? Um, talking about being dicky. Here's Ant. How the devil are you? Uh, no more excuses uh, for Brendan has been booked. Uh, sorry, Brendan has been back now. Uh, if we lose him, 
walk back from rum. <laughs> I say if we lose, yeah, I get you, Anne. There isn't any more excuses, no. Uh, I said earlier, he's not going to go now between now and the end of the season. He's going to stick by him now. But uh, I'm still going to criticise him. But, yeah, come the summer, this is it. He's got what he wanted. Uh, but uh, great, great Leicester channel, Ant's Leicester fan channel. Be sure to check it out. And, indeed, this guy, the final whistle, Jack, how the devil are you, sir? How the devil are you? Hope you are well. And, uh, George, um, <laughs> your emoji hasn't gone up, but you're welcome anyway, George. So, it is interesting. It's the first game after the January transfer window. I'm sure we'll be touching on that. Um, I want you please to welcome my guests for years. They were, well, the nearest thing we had to a derby in the Premier League. Obviously, we've got Forrest back. Um, but this is going to be very exciting. Sharing a lot of people, we share managers, we've shared players. Let's share him to the screen and welcome Kevin. Good evening, Kevin. How the good, devil are you, sir? Good evening, everyone. Good to be here. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, good. Excited about the game at the weekend. It's been a bit of time uh, with us. Uh, always getting knocked out of the FA Cup in the third round. So we always have <laughs> we always have a bit of wait at the end of January for our next game. So uh, here we are. Yeah, no, indeed. Um, welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Um, no your link is in the description below on YouTube. And good evening to Spencer, by the way. But do give a shout out um, where people can find you and what you do. Yeah, well, um, part of the, the Villa Park pod. So you can get me on, on Twitter, uh, KTAVFC. Um, that's basically it, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure a lot, not a lot of your uh, listeners will be too keen on some of the Villa news, unless there's any links between the clubs. But, um, yeah, we're, we're a pretty honest channel. We have to say what we mm. think, you know, not... Not not too vanilla like some places. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Yeah, supporting Villa and Leicester over the years, we, we can't afford to uh, not be honest, can we? No, you know? absolutely not. <laughs> and I am so sorry, and but you've got the runs. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope you can make it from your desk to the toilet without too many uh, too many mishaps. Um, just for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Maisie's just for you there. Bless her, what a lovely laugh. Uh, makes me laugh. If I'm depressed, I just play that. It always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> Kevin. Um, transfer windows, let's start on that one. Um, yeah. Happy with your window? Disappointed? Um, probably like a little fans, a little bit, little bit disappointed considering what we thought we might do, and considering some of the people we were linked with. Mm. And that, that's the key bit. I think overall, um, I'm trying to be as pragmatic as I, as I can be because we've been, like a lot of clubs, known to panic buy a little bit, and um, you know it nearly cost us, particularly in our first season back in the Premier League. We bought some players, Samata, drink water, Borja Bastani didn't need. I think he played about God ten minutes or something. And we all thought, oh my God, we're buying these players and that might much impact. So I'm trying to be calm about it and think maybe we didn't have the players that we wanted to improve the mm. first team. And maybe it's a good decision to not spend an extra 20, 30 million now. But when we were linked with the likes of Matteo Genduzzi, we were linked with Taram at one point, the French striker. Yeah. We were even linked with Hossam Ouar, uh, however you say that. It's all right on the last day. To only end it with a left back from Real Betis. Um, and an unproven 19-year-old Colombian striker from the MLS is probably a little bit underwhelming, but uh, we'll see what happens, I think. Yeah, and you you lost Danny Ings. 
Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise, actually, because I thought when that happened, they mm. must have something lined up. I, I didn't think they'd be getting one out uh, of that kind of... Our top scorer this season, well, he was our top scorer until he went to West Ham. Um, not anymore. I mean, then, that, I, I, I don't get that. I mean, if he... Was he, was he bad? I mean, is he a top scorer? A thing that was he top scorer with two or something? I mean, surely you hold on to your top scorer. Well, in Emery's system, and even under the same one, it was under Gerard. Ings wasn't really starting. I mean, he started the odd game, but really he was playing second fiddle to Watkins. Yeah. And and lately, um, he's been playing Watkins with Leon Bailey off him, which myself, like a lot of Villa fans, really question Bailey's quality. But um, I think it's because of the outlet he's got on the pace. So Ings. It, it was a real, it was a real weird one. I'm sure you've had players like this over the years that have left Leicester that you don't really have any hard feeling. Probably like Albrighton, probably. I know probably a I was just about to say, yeah, we've been there this window with Albrighton. Yeah, not, not at the, obviously he has had big, big impact, you know, in terms of FA Cups and league titles for this obviously amazing last ten years or so you've had as a club. But yeah. Ings wasn't playing every game. He's thirty, think thirty, nearly thirty-one. Probably guaranteed football at West Ham. Tilly did his classic, which get injured in the first game. Um, and I think Villa looked at the whole sort of... Uh, no, he's injured family. already, isn't he? He's already within, injured, apparently, yeah. Within a few minutes of coming on, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we, we looked at, I think, the whole amortisation of the wages, uh, the transfer fee, everything, and thought, from a financial perspective, you know, maybe you're not going to move him on. Maybe, I mean, it would be classic Villa. You'd keep him, you'd get injured, you wouldn't sell him, and then he goes on a free in 18 months. So, um, yeah. but a bit of a surprise to not bring someone in of the, of the kind of ilk we thought we would replace him, particularly when also we let... Uh, really promising young striker Cameron Archer go on loan to, to Middlesbrough. Uh, Keenan Davies, who's is a bit of a unit striker, could be effective, um, who's on loan at, at Watford. So we basically let all our striking options go. If Ollie Watkins gets injured in the in the first 10 minutes, um, you know, if, if there's a bad tackle on him by, by Vardy or someone, then that could be a, could be curtains for Villa. I, I will I will have a word with our new centre back and see if he can yeah. take him out. Mr. Suter. <laughs> But that, I mean, you mentioned in there, uh, uh, as did indeed um, the, the Ant, uh, Mark Kevin O'Brighton. Um, what a player. I mean, we got him from yourselves free. Uh, sorry to remind you. But, you know, he's been, he's what, you know, he's one of the few players that we still had in from the Premier League winning team. Uh, great player. Surprised you let him go on a free, to be honest with you. But he's, he's been nothing but a good servant. And But Brendan had promised him. That he would go uh, if we got a, another winger in, but we, I mean we had um, Jack Harrison from Leeds. He was actually yeah. in the middle of a medical uh, yeah. when Leeds rang up and changed the mind and yeah. said get back. So we've let all Brighton go, and now ourselves, we're like you are, we're short to cover with natural wingers because we didn't get Jack Harrison. But uh, but but there we go. But yeah, I love I love him and I wish him all the best. And uh, really sorry to just to, to see him go. Um, the other elephant in the room, of course. Uh, since you've been up in the Premier League, you've had three managers: uh, Dean Smith, who did very well for you in the first season. Yeah, uh, struggled a bit second season syndrome, as a lot of clubs do. You then had, and Brad's not in at the moment, but. Uh, Brad, who hates ex ex players becoming managers, right? Uh, pardon Gerard, used to feel the full his full wrath, uh, but yeah. you have obviously Stephen Gerard, and obviously now you got Emery. I actually, my neighbour, her her son is uh, a Rangers fan, and I was with him New Year's Eve, and I said, um, you know, would you take uh, Stephen Gerard back? And 
his actual phrase, although I can't do the Scottish accent and I'm going to tone the swearing down, was bloody hell no. <laughs> he said, because apparently when he was at Rangers, it was almost like Gerard was, the, the you know, if you like the face of the management team, but it was his assistant that was like the tactical genius and what have you. I mean, surprised when he walked out on Rangers to come to Villa. And I'm not having to go at Villa on that, but he was doing so well. And it's just like Rodgers. I mean, he was leaving Celtic. If you're a manager of one of those two teams in Scotland, you're guaranteed pretty much to do well, aren't you? Yeah. Um, were you glad to get him? And then were you glad when he left? Yeah, that was exactly the emotion. Uh, I was, you know, what? I probably got seduced a little bit by the whole Steven Gerrard aura. You know, what a magnificent player in the Premier League era. A mm. real a real um, thing for me, which was the real attraction, was, yeah, the success in Rangers. And I think, actually, you know, on the back of Celtic dominance for years, I think they did a great job, obviously, with the promotion and obviously what they went on to win. Mm. And it was, it was the fact that he was a bit of a winner. And I felt like we he would instill in the dressing room a real sense of a winning mentality, high standards, and would get the best out of the players. And when his aforementioned assistant, uh, Michael Beale, was was with us, mm. I, I even remember seeing interviews early on where, I remember seeing an interview with, with Martin as our keeper, uh, World Cup winning keeper, uh, shall I say, um, who, um, who, yeah, who, um, who it almost, like in a throwaway comment, said it's basically like we've got two managers in, in one interview. Yeah. Right. yeah, and when he left, um, we really we really tailed off. And obviously, Michael Bill then went on to do a great job in the, in the short spell at QPR to then get the Rangers job himself. So, um, but the the Gerard thing was really weird after having such a really great positive impact at the start. You mm. know, I think we beat um, we beat Brighton and we beat um, someone else. I think we beat Brighton at home and Palace away. Two t- two tricky games in his first two games, yeah. and a couple of draws against big teams. And then we won another two. I think including maybe beating, beating yourselves. And it was, it was, I think it was four wins in six, and it felt like a good start. But big transfer window last January, brought in Luca Dina, um, yeah. you know, a bit, a big fillet for us at the time. Uh, obviously, Coutinho, back up in Callum Chambers. You know, we bought a, f- a few people that we felt was good, but the narrative was always with Gerard. Hey, just give me a, give me a summer window, and I'll be great. And sorry, <laughs> for, sorry, sorry for the accent there. The summer window came and we were we were absolutely abject at the start of this season. I mean, as bad as I've seen it in years. We played Everton, um, who, by the way, are the worst team in the league. In <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, it was the most painful game I've ever seen. I mean, Everton could have got something out of it. And I remember thinking, this is going nowhere. We couldn't beat Forest. We couldn't beat Leeds with 10 men. We lost to West Ham when they were bottom at home. And... But it was more the fact that he, he he was a bit disdainful of the fans. He didn't didn't even acknowledge the crowd at times. He the way way he hauled Tyrone Mings over the coals and took the captaincy off him, which which massively backfired. So many things that he did um, that I think most Villa fans were absolutely delighted when he left. Which is wow. after the the initial feeling was um, was not what I expected after his tenure. Yeah, uh, well, that was a surprise. Um, just want to say hello to. Uh, Brat, um, just found this channel. Uh, thank you so much, Brat. 35 years of Fox. Nice one, mate. Nice one. If you are new, if anybody is new, please do subscribe to the channel. And uh, I'm never, I'm not going to say this name because I'm not sure how you say it, but listening on Twitch, welcome along. Thank you very much as well. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitch, I always follow back on Twitch. So please, uh, please do that. Uh, you are all welcome, as is Nate. Nate is back as well um, for the second time tonight. Welcome, Nate. Thanks for uh, sticking with us again. Um, 
Uh, I mean, when did, did Dean Smith have to go? Because he came in, and I love your owners, by the way. Can I just say, I, I've only heard your, I don't know if it's his actual owner or your, your spokesman, but I remember listening to him in the car uh, going to an appointment, and the way that he's, he, you know, there's, there's good owners and there's bad owners of, of clubs. And they were saying it was like the, you know, we want to take it slowly. You know, we've got the money, but we're not going to spend it all in one go. We're going to build up slowly. And I thought, you know, he really sort of spoke well and sort of seemed to have a, a take on it. And he wasn't just going to throw money at it. Um, I thought, yeah, you've got good owners there. But, I mean, Dean Smith, did he have to go? Was it that bad at the time? It Villa was bad. At through, through, wasn't he? You know. it, it, it was bad at the time. And you know what? It was... It was a real heavy heart. It was almost like taking your dog to be put down, basically, with Dean Smith. Because, nah. um, I mean, we had a spell at Villa, which was uh, not many many clubs get this, when we had, um, you know, a, a Villa guy through and through in Jack Grealish as the talisman of the team. Yeah. Captain, you know, took us almost single-handedly from, from the championship, really. And, you know, swashbuckling performances in, in that first and second season back. Um, and we had a Villa fan who's, you know, his dad used to be steward of the club and, you know, was there when we won the European Cup and the whole the whole history and feeling. I mean, even I still get almost emotional thinking about the situation when Dean Smith went to see his dad. He was in a severe dementia in a home, didn't even know who he was the day mm. before the day before the playoff final and said to him, Dad, I'm going to be a Premier League manager tomorrow. And it's just like, you know, amazing, wonderful, like, you know, nostalgic, but really heartwarming, heartwarming feelings. So mm. for what he did, you know, that 10-game winning run, which was, you know, a club record equal run, the first season back, obviously, when we stayed up in the skin of our teeth, the second COVID season under COVID when we won four out of the first four games. And yeah. we all loved him, but I just think maybe he reached his, his as far as he was going to go with us. And I think we, we had five defeats on the bounce. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Christian Perslow, our... Um, Oh, you know, he's, he like he, he'd eat himself if, if he was made out of chocolate, Christian Perslow. And I think <laughs> he got seduced by Stevie G, and that was the end, end of it for Dino. So it's a real heavy heart we lost Dino. Yeah, I'd like to buy my pint one day. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, if Ranieri came into my, my room here now, I'd bend over and have his babies. But at the time, he had to be sacked. You know, yeah. Every manager does have sort of their sell-by date. We'll look at the match in a second, but also, like I said, you know, Forest have come back up for us because you know that they're in East Midlands. We've got like a proper rival. Do you do you see Villa and Leicester as rivals? I mean, before no. that, you were the nearest team for us in the Premier League. I, I remember a spell about I don't know, maybe I can't remember what it was exactly, but a few years mm. ago, when our closest Premier League game was Reading or Sheffield United. That, wow. That's how bad it was for Midlands football for a bit. And obviously, we've had our spell, you know, obviously in the doldrums as well for a period of time. Um, yeah. No, I don't see Leicester as a rival. No, I've never have. Um, because we've had so many teams near us who admittedly have not been in the same league of us for years. I mean, the only rival I had, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 42 now, um, for all of my Premier League history in Aston Villa was, was Coventry for years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Birmingham, wow. West Brom, Wolves have obviously all had spells in the Premier League in recent years, and Wolves obviously established now. We're all, you know, be it second, third, fourth tier. Um, so I've never seen Leicester as well. I've actually always, I've always had a soft spot for Leicester. I always have. I, I loved what you did in the, um, you know, even going back to like the Stevie Claridge era and all those playoff finals, I thought was like really yeah. swashbuck, swashbuckling football. And then I love what O'Neill did. Um, and that's why I was delighted to get O'Neill. I mean, I, you know, that, that team of Jerry Taggart and Matty Elliott and 
you know, um, I love, I loved it. Who was your, who was your um, centre half? He used to go up top as well. What was his name? Was it Walsh? Steve Walsh. Yeah, Steve I mean, Walsh. just just the characters you had in the team, and you know, Guppy Guppy on the wing, and I just thought that you were a really good underdog team. Um, obviously we had some ding dong battles. I think you beat us on a on a League Cup semi, like in two legs. Remember yeah. a game that fell apart when we were four and up with nine minutes to go, and it finished four all. And but I, I, honestly, I've got to say as well. Probably my favourite sporting, sporting moment, team moment of the last, my era, my lifetime is Leicester winning the Premier League. I talk about that more than I talk about Villa, Villa wins. That whole, <laughs> the whole kind of like, you know, doing it over a season and everything. So, yeah, no, I've never seen Leicester as a rival. I actually, um, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for them. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I think winning it the way we did with the team that we had at the time, I just think it gave everybody else hope because I think you look at the Premier League and you've got your your so-called big six. Um, I don't know about Tottenham being in there because they never won anything. But you know, you've, you've got those sort of sky big six, if you like. Newcastle yep. are probably going to make it a big seven. And I think we just, you know, it just showed that every now and again, you know, you can upset the apple cart. And, you know, I think whether you actually like Leicester, unless you're an Arsenal or a Tottenham fan, I think you wanted Leicester to win because it's basically somebody else, you know. But uh, but we've got so many. I mean, I'm just looking here. Um, I have a website, lesslittleadie.com, and I've got on there a sort of foot in both camps page. I mean, Brian Little, um, had him on. The, he's been on the channel. Martin O'Neill, two managers that at Leicester we adore. Um, Brian left to go to Villa. Kind of, I understand why he went because it was his club. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a bit unfortunate that, you know, having said that he wasn't going to go anywhere, to then go left a bit of a sour taste. And Martin O'Neill, when he left us, could have gone to Everton, could have gone to Leeds, went to Celtic. But again, it was his club. But two legends of managers that we both had. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brian Little was, I mean, I, I think as much as you're going to say stuff at the time about, you know, we're not going to leave. I think the pull of Aston Villa, it was the only club he played for. You know, he had, a, uh, again, way before my time, even before I was born, but by all accounts, he was an actor. Thank you. <laughs> makes me yeah. feel well old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't remember him as a player, I mean. I remember him as a manager, yeah. absolutely. Right. I, mean, I, mean, okay. he, he, I think he retired from football in 1980, so like 43 years ago. So I, may, I don't even think maybe you'd remember him playing. But um, he, Just um, about. Just about. Just about, yeah. yeah. But by all accounts, he was a great player, but he was Villa through and through. Um mm. And obviously, you know, we won, we won, he won a league cup with us. That that was obviously magic. But what a great guy, you know. I think you know he always speaks very, um, very fondly about both clubs. And Martin O'Neill, it's actually nice actually with Martin O'Neill because obviously he left under us, us under a bit of a cloud. And I'm, you know, I met him years ago. Um, you know, I got a signed shirt, and I was always, you know, always adored Martin O'Neill. And I like the fact that you know I listened to his recent book as well, and how he, he's kind of addressed some of the issues around his departure and. I've put the signed uh, shirt back up on the wall again, so I've forgiven him. So it's all, all, all is good. <laughs> I think we, we, I look at Martin O'Neill and I think that when he was with John Robertson, when he came to Villa, was John, uh, John Robinson passed then? Because I know he's obviously no longer with us, so RIP. But he was never quite the same manager. It was like when, when Clough and Taylor split. You know, Clough was never as good on his own as he was when he was with, you know, Peter Taylor. John Robertson, the assistant. I'm pretty sure he's still alive, John Robertson. I don't know whether I'm, I missed I miss something, but I'm pretty sure he's still going. No, uh, no you've, you've, you've made me wonder now. I'm sure I've been saying it for years. Um, the little winger play for Forest. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still going. I mean, if he if he's not, I apologise to your family. If he is, he better apologise to his family. But um, no, I'm pretty mm. sure he's still going. But but no, he um he he was his last role was assistant manager at Villa. So he, he came he came with uh he came with Martin to, to Villa. Yeah, yeah. No, I owe I owe the apology. He he hasn't. Um... Probably because you've heard nothing from him for 15 years, maybe, pretty much, that you probably think, yeah, but... Um... He, there was some reason, I, I, I presume, I, I, whether he's had an illness or whatever, but um, I, I, I I thought I apologise. I've, I've got rid of the poor man. You know what? <laughs> uh, he, he, did, he did have a heart attack about 10 years ago. So maybe he did? Ah, yeah. right. That, that's probably it. Poor yeah. lad. He survived, and I'm presuming he did. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but, I mean, Stan Collymore, we both had Stan. Um, yeah, we didn't have him for very long because we got the numpty Peter Taylor as manager, um, oh, yeah. and we got rid of him. I hate pet, don't say Peter or Peter Taylor, no, no, Danny Drinkwater. I mean, <laughs> please, yes, um, what right for you? He was good for us, and it's very much a case of I always, I always use him as an example of two things a, the grass isn't always greener. And B, be careful what you wish for. Because, I mean, he went to Chelsea, had the wages and everything, but it would have, have still been a first-team starter probably the next season. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's only 32 now. and I don't, didn't, Is he even playing? I don't think he's got a club at the moment, no. Um, yeah, I think he left, left Reading, didn't he? Um, Danny Drinkwater playing for Villa was like... Um, I mean, I play five-a-side you know, a couple of times a week, but it was like I was playing for Villa at my age. The game was just passing him by. There was seen nice little touches, but it was like he he was he was miles off it, miles off it. Great player at Leicester. I thought he did a, a real sterling job in that mm. in that midfield few in that season. He won the league, but he was so far off the pace when he came to us. And I think the thing with Drinkwater was that he always had a good midfield partner with him. Um, you know, he went when we were in the in the championship. We, you know, he had James with him in the middle yeah. and. I, he, you know, it was always he's no longer with us, James, as in the team. Yeah, <laughs> it's clear this time. Not, not another one that's not another one that's gone. Uh, not another one. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Right. Uh, no, he, he's no longer with the team. He, he, he unfortunately uh, got injured a hell of a lot. And did he have uh, to retire, Matty James? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember him. He was a good player, wasn't he? Solid. To be honest with you, it was only when we didn't have him that we appreciated him. Um, yeah. and the pair of them, Drinkwater and James, were, were amazing. And then you had Drinkwater with Canty, yeah. and again, would they would he have been as good without Canty? Well, I think you know, I think the, the jury's seen the answer to that, but yeah, uh, but no, some good players there. That I, I'm, I'm just looking down Gary, Gary Parker, Gary Parker. Oh, I loved Gary Parker. What a player! What, what a what, player! What a striker of the ball he was, Gary Parker. Yeah, good oh. player. Honestly, give him a free kick, and it's like, yeah, we just, just tell us where you're putting it, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, the, we've had some, you know, France Carr. You, you won't remember him, but bloody hell, that's me. I, I remember, I remember France Carr. I'm not that young. Uh, I remember France <laughs> Tricky Winger, Ian Ormond Droid. There's another one. Yes, yes, Mark Draper. Draper, what a player he was. Yeah, liked him. Our first million pound player. Wow. Yeah. There's um, but uh, such is life, such is life. But we are playing each other this weekend. Um, we are, yeah. We have met each other 26 times in the Premier League. Uh, you, we've won 10, you've won six. Um, there's been 10 draws. Uh, you've only won two of those away, 
Uh, oh no, sorry, you're home, aren't you? You've only won four of those at home, but we've won four away. So somebody said earlier it's got draw written all over this. I, I yeah, don't well, know I think... whether I would take a draw or not, though. What you you think that you 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 need to win or you want to win or you expect to win? I want to win. Of course, I don't yeah. expect to win. Yeah, and we need to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Uh... Listen, absolutely. You know, when you when you're a bit further down the league, you need to win. I'm absolutely convinced that Leicester will be fine because I think there's three teams that are way worse than Leicester um, in the league, um, and I mean like you know considerably worse than Leicester. Um, yeah. One stat I saw the other day is a Villa have never kept a home Premier League clean sheet against Leicester. Never. Really? Wow. Yeah. So that's an interesting one for you. Um, well, we're clearly we're expected to win, aren't we? Because I mean, mm. since the Premier League started, no teams I think lost more games, won fewer points than you guys. And we are, we've won five of the seven, seven games of Emery, you know, which is as many wins as we had in the previous 24 matches. So our form has been unbelievable. I think in the form guide, we'd be second maybe in the league um, mm. over the time, you know, period of the last sort of six games. Your languishing rock bottom, this has got classic Leicester win all over it from a Villa fan perspective. <laughs> although, <laughs> although that being said, because, you know, I, I, know, I know most fans got a lot, a lot it's about their teams. It was always like, you know, if you ever need a striker to break a barren spell, just wait till you play Villa. It's classic to happen. <laughs> but Unai Emery so far has booked the trend for Villa. Uh, I'll give you some examples. We never beat Man United at home ever since that you'll win nothing with kids. Alan Hansen quote from yeah. 1996. We've never beaten them at home since. Unai Emery comes in, does it does it on the first go. Um, we've only ever won once in our third kit in the, in, in the last, since we've come back to the Premier League, once. And that was Burnley away in the game when Tom Heaton and Wesley both got basically horrendous knee injuries and never really played for the club again. So, horrible record in the third kit. We beat Southampton in the first game under Emery. Um, we never win away from home, hadn't won all season. We've won three on the bounce. So, he's, he's won for booking trends. And the trend for Villa would be we'd lose this game. So, I'm hoping Unai, with Unai's magic that we don't... But, um, I, I think Leicester are a dangerous team, and I think if it clicks, which you've done a couple of times this season, uh, you know you've got you've got a few new sign-ins, you know a little bit of a little bit of an injection, um, and yeah, I'm not resting resting on my laurels on this one at all. I said last night um, I did a show last um, for, sorry not last night I did a show earlier uh, reviewing the press conference uh, that um, uh, we, we we did, and I said I'd sooner be facing tomorrow the Villa under Gerrard rather than the Villa uh, under Emery. I think you've got yourself a good manager there. Uh, I think he wasn't given the time at Arsenal. Um, obviously, you know, he, he didn't go to Newcastle. But, you know, in the, like I say, looking at the last six games, you are fifth in the form table. I think that's six games since we've it's been six games since the World Cup, I believe. I think we've um, played one, one less as well, maybe. I think, I think I'm pretty sure, like, if actually you look at the record and if you take some of it off, like we are... Technically, even higher than that. But uh, oh, look, where we've been circling the plug hole all season under Gerard, you know, relegation yeah. zone, um, it's yeah. been an un unbelievable turnaround. It really has. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, in the last six games, uh, I mean, look, just looking at the points, you've got thirteen. Uh, we've got four. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm not. I'm not really filled with a lot of optimism. I'm going to say to you, but what has what has Emery done that's that's turned things around for you? Well, yeah, you, the stats are, are amazing. You know, it's it's sixteen points out of twenty-one available. You know, which is which is which is unbelievable, really, in terms of the form. Um, yeah. What he's done is just he's, he he knows what he's doing. He's got a plan. He's got an idea. 
you know, I mean, for us to beat, I mean, also the way Gans have won, we beat Brighton, who have been sparkling form away. Yeah. We beat Spurs away, and um, we beat Southampton away when they'd come on the back of, you know, two great cup wins in a league, but they've won the last three games before that, you know, including beating Man City. Mm. Um, he's got a way of playing. He's, he knows what he's doing. He, he's clever with his system. He's not afraid to change things mid-game. Um, the players have been absolutely, like, basically we've revitalised under him. And the thing is this, it's not like we've been playing at times brilliant football, but under no doubt in my mind at all, or no doubt at all, under that uh, regime of Gerrard, we would have lost that, that Southampton game. A couple mm. of our decisions that were kind of, you know, people sort of questioned, but I thought they were both right. And we, we nicked to win at the end. So he's got a real pedigree. You mentioned his time at Arsenal. I don't know if you know this, but actually he's still got no managers at a higher, higher points hall. Than, than Emery that season at Arsenal, than Emery since since Wenger left. Now, oh, um, you know, he got 70-odd points. You know, he got to a Europa League final, one of the only ones he hasn't won. Um, mm. um, I think he was a bit hard done by a lot of the players that are doing well. He, he kind of brought through, you know, at the time that he was there. He bloodied some of those players that are now, you know, shining lights in the team. Um, mm. Obviously, Emery will... Emery will sh- sorry, uh, Arteta will shatter that point all this season, but up until this point, that, that's still true. And it's pedigree other than that. You're taking unfashionable teams, you know, not, not the big teams in Spain. He's won four Europa Leagues through, through Sevilla, one with Villarreal. Uh, obviously, did, you know, won stuff with PSG as well. Um, he's a real manager of pedigree, but he really cares. You can tell he really cares and he's really meticulous. Mm. Um, his, his analysis is unbelievable. And he's a nice guy as well, by all accounts. But um, I just hope our lack of transfer activity... If we lose to you guys, which could easily happen, and then we've got Man City and Arsenal next, all of a sudden that goodwill goes, doesn't it? If you lose on you lose three on the back, well, I, like I, I, I've been saying, sort of for the last sort of four weeks, I've, I've built a gate in that fence because I can't decide which side to stand when it comes yeah. to Rogers. You know, one week it's like get him out, the next week it's like hey, he's not so bad. I mean. You are literally are three places above us. Uh, we're 14th at the moment, you're 11, but you're 10 points ahead of us. Um, the table's think weird, we, isn't it? It's weird. Table. It is totally this season. In, in a normal season, if we'd have played as badly as we have played, um, we wouldn't, you know, we'd, we'd, be in a, we'd be in the bottom three. I mean, we're still in a relegation battle because we're only one point up. But I think everybody from sort of maybe Palace down, I think you'll be safe. We're all going to be looking over our shoulders. I mean, yep. when you know, you, you're looking at your last, your last um, five games here. I mean, Liverpool beat you three-one, but you beat Tottenham two-nil. Um, you actually, Tottenham gave you a lead and didn't come back and beat you. <laughs> you know, yep. they usually they do that. You drew with Wolves, which is probably a little bit disappointing. Um, beat beat uh, Leeds and beat Southampton. So you've got that confidence. I don't know, how did you do in... And I don't mean this if you got knocked out. How did you do in the cup? Oh, please, please, please. Oh, OK. No, no, say no more. Sorry, I wasn't being funny. I didn't know. We, 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 we lost to Stevenage at home, didn't we, too? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. We deserve that. Um, that's the only blip under Emery's regime. Before The other thing, before those five last five games you mentioned, we beat Brighton away, we beat Man United at home. So yeah. the form, Wolves were unbelievable in the first half against us. And actually, I think their league position is belies the fact that I think they're actually a very, very good outfit. Some really good players. Um, yeah. you know, that Nunes is a real quality quality app. Podent's got some good players. And Liverpool, I mean, for Liverpool to win, beat, beat us 3-1, it sounds quite convincing. We were we should have won that game. I know everyone says coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's actually, you know, decent performance from us. So 
16 points out of 21, um, you should be going to a game against, with all due respect to where you are in the league, you know, and should be thinking this should be, um, should be three points. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not convinced, you know, that, I mean, it's good to have that break from, you know, the FA Cup. That's one positive about it. We've had a bit of time with the players and maybe a few players coming back to form or come back to, from injury, sorry. Yeah. But um, it's going to be an, going to be an interesting game for, for certain. Oh, by the way, can I just say as well, the league position, it felt like we kept winning games and, and what we do was kept consolidating 11th position in the league. We weren't going anywhere, but what we've done yeah. is we've, we've pulled the teams above us a bit closer and we've, we've got that gap now. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, you three, three places in the league, but, but 10 points difference. You know, we've got, I think even, you know, the team below us, Palace, even if they win, they won't go past us. So we've kind of created a bit of daylight, which gives us a bit of breathing space, which we might need because we've got Man City and Arsenal on in the second game soon. Yeah, yeah. And how, how are you injury-wise? I mean, we've got, um, we seem to forever have people on the injury table. I think, you know, I don't know what Brendan does to them in training, but, you know, we've uh, booked. The, the, where we've got the problems, we've bought the players, but it's whether they'll be able to sort of play or not, uh, whether they're, they're fit and ready to go. Christensen will be our new left-back. Um, hopefully Tete, the new Brazilian, but I think he'll probably come on rather than start. Suter, the defender, you know, I'm not. I'm, he was injured, so I don't know about him. But how are you, how are you injury-wise? Well, we've had a, a few... Um, we've had a few injury problems this season. You know, we've got our... Um... Our big, our probably big signings in the summer were Kamara, the uh, the midfielder we got on, on a free, and mm. uh, Diego Carlos we got from Sevilla. Um, you know, big, solid, built like a boxer centre half, and he got injured in the second game of the season. And then Kamara was out for about I don't know maybe four to six weeks after that. So from a mm. Gerard signings perspective in the summer, it was those two, and then Coutinho has been in terrible form. So it was almost like we had the same squad as last season, really, give or take uh, squad players in Dendonka and Bednarek. So. Um, Kamara since come back, you know, for the last couple of months, he's been in sparkling form. He's been a real, real star for us. We'll find him. Probably mm. a lot of a Villa fans' best player. Carlos is maybe a few weeks away after, you know, bad Achilles injury. Um, there was an injury to Luca Dina, but we've, I think he's back in training now, but we've also brought in a new left back. Um, mm. So it's not been too bad. I mean, one you would have thought would have been a big loss for us was John McGinn being injured, club captain. But actually, mm. his form has been way better under Emery till he got injured. But actually, he's not been a massive loss. And Jacob Ramsey, who's been a good player for us out for a bit, but he's also back. So we're not too bad injury-wise, really. You know, I think we've got most of the most of the squad available. Other than I think maybe it might be a bit too soon for McGinn. And Richard's just come in here. Um, certainly from our point of view, I think I just literally just answered it uh, uh, as he came in. And good evening to Rich. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, is your new sign? Well, you you only made the two, but is your is your main new signing likely to uh, to come in? Well, the first one's already played. Moreno. Um, he was on the bench. Oh, uh, I see. Right. For his, well, he's on the bench for his first game. Um, I think it was against Leeds, obviously, um, at home. And then uh, looked like um, he did his shoulder after about ten minutes. Luca Dini. So all of a sudden, he's only been in the country a day or two. He's yeah. thrusting, thrusting at left back. The other guy, John Duran. Um, Emery's kind of talked him down and said he's one for the future, but then we haven't bought another striker. So I'm mm. pretty confident he'll be on the bench. And I, I don't know, I think he's, I don't think he'll start, but I think we're, we're likely to see him because we've got no other forward options, really. He's a big beast of a, of a guy, 19-year-old Colombian. Looks like a real handful, but uh, how he adapts to the Premier League, we'll, um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, for us, I, mean, I, did, I did just say, didn't I? I think Christensen... I think he'll start. He should start. He had um, our left back. 
I mean, the injuries we've got to our defence is, is, is terrible. You know, we're, we're having to rely on Thomas. It's all right. I mean, he's not really let us down, but he's very young. Um, and he, he's, he's not uh, as good as James Justin, but he's out for sort of another month probably yet. Um, so I think Christensen, if he doesn't start, will definitely come in. Uh, I know um, told you sir, there said um, Tete is certain to start. I don't know if he is or not, um, to be honest with you. Again, um, it will be interesting to see. He is the one he should start because, you know, he was at Lille, so he's been playing right up until coming to us. So he's he's match fit and ready to go, as they say. Uh, it's just Sutar I'm, not, I'm a little bit worried about in the defence because, you know, he, he was injured, you know, uh, just before we signed him. So... I'm not sure about that. And if, if that's the case, for, for us, we, we've had defensive problems. We haven't got had a, too much of a problem with scoring, although our three strikers, you'd be pleased to know, are on a bit of a, a drought at the moment. But we've been able to score goals. Remember, remember what I said earlier about strikers on a barren run coming, coming to us. Coming to well, I was going to say that. <laughs> yes, I'm hope, that's the hope that I'm holding on to. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, our main, our top goal scorers are Madison, and he's been out for sort of four weeks, but he's back now, which is good news. And Barnes, um, and Barnes does like a goal against Villa. Um, he does. He does. Saw this earlier. Harvey Barnes has been directly involved in five goals in his four Premier League starts against Aston Villa, uh, four goals and one assist. While only against Leeds five, as he scored more goals in the competition than his four against uh, the Villains. So I'm really hoping he starts tomorrow. Uh, but he is our top goal scorer this season. But our defence, we, we we struggled to keep clean sheets. I mean, you know, if you saw the start of the season, you know, it, it was, you know, there was a 5-2, a 6-1. I mean, we were letting goals in like a bloody, you know, our defence was like a sieve, you know, just full of holes. Um even now, you know, Faser when we bought obviously in, in the summer uh, was like we, he started and we thought absolutely brilliant. But since the World Cup, he's been and he scored, of course, two own goals in one game. Got a brace, uh, didn't he, in that game? <laughs> yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's unfortunate, but it is going to knock your uh, it's going to knock your confidence. But yeah. I mean, the first one, yes, Danny Ward did shout for it, but. If you're a defender, what I like about FaZe is that he doesn't take any risks. If he doesn't think that he can clear a ball, he'll kick it into Rose Ed. Yeah. And I think that's what was going through his mind then. Because if you give him another 100 attempts at that, he will not get that ball in the back of the net again. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think he looks decent. Looks decent, FaZe. Yeah. But it shot his confidence. It really has. And Amarty is very, very, um, very... Marmite, you love him or you hate him, but he's steady. Yeah. But you know, so if you're, you know, if if um, Watkins is on form, then I will be worried. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Watkins. I think, I think he's really kind of chalk and cheese with, with the Villa fan base. I think we know actually when you think about it that you're going to struggle to replace someone like Watkins because he's not great with chance uh, taking the chances that 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 we create for him. Mm. That being said, you know, he's been involved in more Premier League goals than any other Villa player since he returned to Premier League. So, you know, you can't fault that. Um, goals, goals sort of output has dropped off a little bit, but he's a handful. And when he's on form, Dean Smith used to say it's about Watkins. He thinks he's the best Premier League centre forward in the league, you know, at mm. times. So 
Um, we need, we really need him to be on form, I think, to, 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 to be a good force. Because if the ball sticks, which it does sometimes, great. If it doesn't stick, then we really struggle. Uh, yeah, I think a good example, and maybe, another, I don't know whether this was even Villa's mind, but I noticed this against the Le- in, in Leeds, obviously, we won that game. Mm. But it was a really, really tough game to win. And when Watkins went off injured after it, well, midway through the first half, and Ings came on, it was a diff- it was just a different game, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I- I'm a bit worried about, as you mentioned, Mr. Barnes, uh, when you were linked with Harrison, um, there was a rumour going around that we might be, might be interested in Barnes, and I-, I licked my lips for a bit. I know he's a bit inconsistent. I think one of your comments popped up there. But yeah. I, think, I think when he's on it, I think he's a, he's a real, real potent player, Barnes. Yeah, I like him. I mean, people at Leicester, we seem to have this thing where we we pick a player every season that we're, like, we're going to hate him. Whatever he does, right. you know, it was him. Ben Chilwell. He was England left back, but he was no good to play. You know, he wasn't good enough to play for us, according to a section of the fans. Not all of them, obviously. Yeah. Um, but Barnes, I mean, he's, like I say, he's equal top goal scorer. Um, a couple of seasons ago, he if he had the ball, he would pass it rather than take a shot so everybody said oh no he needs to be he always takes the easy option and passes it he should be shooting and the next season he was shooting away and he went oh he's too bloody greedy in why does he mm. never pass it you know the guy i i one of my co-presenters craig isn't isn't a fan uh whatever you say about him he scares defenses yeah you yeah. know he runs at the defense He's got pace. He's direct. I, I think you know when you've been when you've been at your best. I think in recent years, from what I've seen, when you've had Barnes and Vardy, you know, obviously bombing forward and Tillemans pulling the strings, and you know, and you've got your, your fullback bombing on and Dewsby Hall, you know, do it when it when he's on form. I think you look like a, a re- really good team. I mean, I've seen you a couple of times this season. I thought you looked really good. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. been a lot probably more bad than good this season, but you've clearly still got it in the locker if the players if the players obviously click. But Barnes is. I think Barnes is a kind of player. Look, we we say this a lot on our pod. I I absolutely I I've really got it into Leon, Leon Bailey at the moment. I think he's wildly inconsistent. You know, he, he, amount of air shots he does and terrible output he's got. But all my you know a lot of my uh, fellow uh, hosts on the podcast say that's just wingers. That's just wingers, Kevin. Mm. Wingers are streaky by their very nature. You know, we've had it over the years from you know whether it's Tresegay or Amar or Garzi. Bertrand, but I didn't mention that. Bertrand Traore is like a new signing for us. We've just got him back from loan. <laughs> yes. um, although he's injured. So he's injured still for a few more weeks. But mm. all these players are kind of much of a muchness, really. They'll be an 8 out of 10. They'll be a 2 out of 10. And, it, yes. it, and, and sometimes it, it's, if, if it's that first run they, ta- they take is successful, they're confident. If the first shot they have, you know, goes in or tests the keeper, mm. you know, they're confident. If they yes. put it into row Z, then it, sometimes it knocks them. I think that can be a... A bit fragile confidence-wise, wingers, can't they? Yeah, oh yeah. Nate says here, uh, I think Barnes will shine now that we have Tete on the other side and Madders back centrally. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, because of our lack of wide players, um, he has literally taken all the stick, if you like. But yeah. hopefully now, as long as he stays fit and Tete plays regularly, hopefully it will balance. And... The bad news is that you know we means we can move Madison into the centre because um, yeah. he's been playing on that wing and he's more. I, I love the I love it when Madison is, is playing centrally because it's almost like he's got a free role and I think yeah. that's what he needs and the fact that you just go where the ball is you know and you make things yeah. happen. Um, we know he can you know he can uh, get a get a free kick in dangerous positions, um, sometimes just by falling down, but, 
you know, we take it when it's your own player, don't Once, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, have, we used to have that with Grealish. Do you think um think he'll he'll stay around after the summer, Madison? Well, we're gonna be losing Tielemans. Um yeah. and I'm not going to start talking about it because I'll be here for another half an hour talking about my thoughts on him not signing a new contract. But I don't know. I, don't, I think to let them both go, I think it is going to be difficult. Yeah. Whether he will sign a contract, because look, look, just to put it, keep it short, basically, Tillemans could sign a new contract and put a load of... Um, conditions in there like you know 20 million plus i can talk to people a team that's playing in europe i can talk to them you know so you can put conditions in there then at least we get some money and we know what's going on harry Maguire, when he left knew that he wanted to leave knew that man united were interested in him, came to the club and said look you know my contract's nearly up but you've saved me from championship football you got me into the england team i don't want you to lose out i'll sign a new contract with these conditions, and that's why we've got 80 million. Madison has got at the end of this year, he's got just the year left on his contract. Yeah, he is settled, he's got a family now, he's settled. Um, I'm sure he will move on at some point. I really do. I mean, the likes of Jamie Vardy, where they stick with you, they, they have the heads turned, but they still stay, they're, they're few and far between, and I think he will move on. Whether we can afford, had we got um, Jack Harrison in, I think we'd probably be talking having a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But with not have getting him in, I just Newcastle want him now. Look, if Newcastle come in and and any player, if the if the right offer is made, we're, you, you're going to let them go. Yeah, Look at Grealish. As much as you love the guy, you're not going to turn down a hundred million pounds, are you? No, no. no. Every player has his price, so um, I just, I just hope that you know he he maybe stays with us a bit longer. Just like I say, because Tielemans is leaving, and I think to lose two of your most influential midfielders in the same window, it, it's it's not good. It's yeah. not good. How long do you think you've got left of um, Mr. Vardy? I think this will be his last season. Oh right, okay. And I think we, we brought Dakar in, um, who, who is his, his natural um, successor, if you like. You know, very similar you know, speed. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The, the way they play. Um, Inacho, I love him to bits, but he's, he struggles when he's on his own. He needs another striker. And Brendan Rodgers doesn't like to play two up front. So he yeah. prefers you know, the one and then the one behind. So... Um, I think I mean, Jamie hasn't he scored one goal, I think, in the Premier League all yeah. season. Uh, and I, I think, had we got not necessarily Dakar, but had we got that other striker in a season earlier, yeah, he would now be they'd be they'd be hit the ground because some, some players, when you bring them in from the continent, hit the ground running and they, they take play like they've always played here. Others take a while to settle in and get used to yeah. the different styles of play. Dak is taking a while. So I think we were a season too late getting him in. As I say, had it been a season earlier, I think we'd be we'd be seeing more from Dakar now. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, I mean, he's getting on a bit, bless him. Love the guy to bits. We're, we're trying this. We'll play, we'll play... You know, Vardy one week, Dakar the next week, because Vardy can't play, you know, every week and certainly can't play twice a week, you know. Yeah. Um, but what we've got to, he's got to sort of kind of, and I think he knows it's coming. He's going to be a super sub to me. We need to let Dakar play game in, game out. He's young. He can play twice a week, every week, you know, wherever it's needed. But if, you know, if your defence is there and you've been holding on and it's nil-nil, and, you know, Dakar's running a bit ragged because he's very quick and what have you. And then 70 minutes gone, you're looking at it thinking, oh, God, you know, we could get a point out of this. And then you see Jamie Vardy coming on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, your defenders are going to go, oh, shit, you know. He's still so, got his pace, hasn't he, Vardy? He's still, he's, still quite, he's still quick, isn't he? He's still got his pace, uh, but not over 90 minutes. Yeah, and of course. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. But I think, you know, like I say, for those last 15, 20 minutes to come on, Run at tired defenses. I think that's that's his, his role moving forward. You know, and yeah, I think yeah. he's got that. And I think if say if Dakar was more, I mean, this is Dakar's the guy played Moscow in the Europa League, scored four goals in one game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I can say you've got to give these these players. You can't keep swapping them in and out because they don't get get used to the form. Um, but uh, but no. I mean, what do you think Emery will go for for you, sort of form wise? Uh, sorry, formation wise. Sorry. Well, he's been doing. Um, I mean, the the usual situation has been um, Ashley Young's usurped uh, Matty Cash now at right back. You know, thirty seven year old Evergreen Ashley Young. Yeah. Um, who you know, think, yeah. you know, was was Martin O'Neill uh, signed, and I think in his first. I'm not gonna say he was dead, but I didn't know he was still playing. <laughs> yeah, he's been. Uh, the crazy thing is, if you ask most Villa fans who's been our player of the season, I think I think the majority would say Ashley Young, mm. which is 37. Really? The energy levels are un- unbelievable. I mean, he, he came to us after winning the league with Inter Milan, and we thought he's probably a bit more of a, a you know, a, a trip down memory lane for him because obviously he made his name in the Premier League under Villa. You know, I remember that. You know, it was a January transfer window. God, we're totally talking 15, 16 years ago under um, mm. you know, Martin and he signed with John Carew at the same time. You know. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the past. And to come back and be in the forming means of keeping, you know, a highly rated, you know, World Cup playing um, right back for Poland, Matty Cash, at uh, the mm. team. So 
it's a consistent, I think, Martinez in goal. It'll be Moreno because I don't think Dina, we, if he's back, it might be Dina, but Konza and Mings and, and Young. And then it's now consistently that double pivot in midfield of uh, Douglas Louise and uh, Buba Kamara. And then yeah, usually yeah. it's Buendia ahead of Coutinho. I think Jacob Ramsey will play um, and it will be Bailey and um, and Watkins, I would have thought. That, that's my my pick for the team, Bailey off Watkins, or maybe playing like Bailey one side and uh, Buendia the other side with Ramsey ahead of... Um, or maybe Ramsey and Buendia swap it either way, but that'll be the team I, I suspect. Yeah. Injury from him. I think, well, I mean, his favourite formation at the moment with Brendan is the four-two-three-one, and I think uh, I think that's what you will see uh, tomorrow. Um, but it's like to me, this is like where we kick on again because you've got the new players. We've lost some of the players. Um, if you need a defender, we can always let you have Vestergaard. No charge. We'll pay. We'll pay you to take him. <laughs> but, we've, 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 we've already had our share of, of excellent defenders. We had Bednarek and he was rubbish and he's gone back now. We've already, we've already had our share of them. That absolutely put the shits up me because I thought, God, they've called him back because they're going to sell him to Leicester again because we got oh, really? Bertrand. I mean, Bertrand was literally playing a couple of pre-season games and in fairness, looked pretty decent. And he's been injured for like a season and a half since that. Mm. And Vestergaard could have moved in the summer to Fulham, but he wanted to stop and fight for his place. And I'll tell you, the only place he would ever get is um, is the, from his local chip shop. Um, and he's now turned down a move to Hertha Berlin, but his wife's due any day with the baby, so I kind of get that. Um, he didn't want to not be there, and I understand that totally. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> damn. Yeah, what is it with Southampton defenders, eh? But, uh, I know, I know. But, Kevin, I really do appreciate you coming on, as always, with these shows. You know what my last question is going to be. Uh, give me a score prediction. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 to Aston Villa. That's my, my yeah. prediction. Because we obviously we know we don't keep, keep a clean shit against you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll, um, it will sneak a narrow win, I, I think. Um, can I just say as well, like I know, obviously, I imagine Rodgers will have him fired up for it. Because, obviously, after us, you've got... I'm right thinking you've got Spurs, Man United and Arsenal. So you've We've got, got something like in, 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 I'm not sure what order, but we go. It's a horrendous run till the end of February, yes. Yeah, yeah. and we've, well, I've, said, I've said a couple of times that we've got Man City and Arsenal after you. So I think for both teams, it's an opportunity to, to get three points. And um, I, think, I think if you're honest about it, and no disrespect to either team, you know, we would look at this and go, well, this is probably our best chance of three points. As will you do, you'll be looking at this and, and thinking the same way, which will probably mean it'll be a boring nil-nil last day, last game yeah. or match of the day game. No, um, you'll, you'll definitely score. We've established that. It's just whether we can get one to match it. Well, I've funnily enough gone the other way, but for exactly the same reasons. I've gone 2-1 to Leicester. Yep. <laughs> no surprise, I don't think, no surprise. Yeah, I don't think we'll keep a, a clean sheet either. But uh, if Tete plays, I don't. I just fancy him getting off off the mark, uh, Tete. Let's hope Barnes can keep his good form against you going. Let's hope. Let's hope indeed. Yeah, let's hope indeed. Um, well, I'm hoping for a good game. I think there's been some good games obviously against the teams. I remember that game when um, I think Ramsey got one disallowed because Castro Michael was night finger now was on the ball i think it comes to score and now 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 yeah. it doesn't become you it doesn't become you yeah, sorry sorry um but that was a 2-1 win and that, you know we ne we never come from behind a win that that mm. was obviously a good game i think there's been some really good games over the years um I you did you say about the, uh, the the semi final but i do remember the last time we played in the semi final i think you beat us well yeah i mean and i, I mentioned obviously earlier like you know some of the some of the squad players you had but it was in a 
an Al Mohammadi assist to uh, to Trezeguet to get the winner, and you know, you know, Trezeguet at the back post. So mm. there's been some good games. There's been some really good games with the teams over the years. Um, there's probably been a slight dynamic, hasn't there, shift? Because obviously you were a top four team and fairly established, well, at least around about the fight for top yeah. four, and we were. We were trying to stay in the Premier League. And now, obviously, I don't think the season will necessarily finish as it is now. But no. I certainly think we've, we've put ourselves back on a, on a, on a leave and sort of keel with, with the likes of Leicester now. So, and yeah. I think it is good. It's good for Midlands football, isn't it? No, no matter what we say, you know, the, the, the talk's always, always been Manchester and London. So, I mean, I, I, it's, it's nice to have that group of Midland teams up here. And like I say, yeah. I don't necessarily think of you, like what we said before, as a rival either. But what I do see, it, 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 it's been the, the most thing we're nearest we've got to a derby game for years. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, you, you had, you've had West Brom, I suppose, a couple of times. You've had uh, Wolves. Are they nearer than us? I think they probably are. Wolves are, Wolves are really close, yeah. Wolves, West Brom, Birmingham, Coventry, mm. obviously, you know, not for a few years now. We've, yeah. had some, we've, had some, we've had some decent ones. If you go beyond that, you've probably then got a Stoke and a Leicester. Yeah. You know, yeah. so those kind of teams. Well, I'm hoping for a repeat. I'm just looking here. We, when we played you in March 2020, I don't know if you remember that game or not, but it was finished 4-0 to four Leicester. Was. Yeah. No, wasn't it 4-1? Didn't Greeley no, score? 4-0. 4, four, four nil. 4-0 it four was. Nil. Yeah. Oh, Bobby I do remember. Harvey Bond scored too, believe it or not. I do remember that game. We were terrible in that game. Absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Do you know, when was that? Yeah, that was, do you know what? I'll tell you why I remember that game. Because that was the last game before the COVID lockdown. And if, if COVID yes. hadn't, hadn't yes. come, if COVID hadn't come, with the four we were in and how bad we were playing, I think we would have certainly gone down. Mm. COVID came, we had a reset. We got eight points out of the last four games and we stayed up by the skin of our team. No team's ever got that many points in the last four games. Apparently. Oh, yeah, so, yeah um, so that was almost like the shot in the arm we needed. So, yeah, sorry, I do very much remember that game because I was thinking, my God, we've just come back to the Premier League and we're going back down. Yeah, well, I, I would take that result again. Like I said, Harvey Barnes got two. Jamie Vardy got two, including the penalty. And Mark Brighton got two assists, so you're pretty safe on that last thing. I've got yeah. to say, because, of course, in your team then, though, was I think was was um, obviously uh, Grealish. I've got to ask, and I meant to ask this earlier, so do forgive me. Are you missing him? I think I'll always miss him, really, even though I was a bit bitter, you know, after he left. And, you mm. know, you want to believe that, you know... You know, you you can. He, I, I look at situations like this. I look at what Gerard did. Admittedly, a different situation with with Liverpool, mm. um, and think you know if what what would it mean to him to potentially win maybe an FA Cup in his time at Aston Villa potentially, or take Aston Villa to the Champions League, or I don't know. But he's been vindicated. He went to Man City. Admittedly, hasn't really sparkled there, uh, but has won the Premier League, and he'll, he'll, there's a good chance he'll win a, a trophy this season because they've got a really good shape for obviously the Champions League and obviously the, the Premier League still. Admittedly, yeah. Arsenal have got it. And you know, he went to win trophies and he won trophies in his first season. The thing with Grealish for me is um, I, I know I had slightly rose tinted glasses saying this, but I genuinely felt in that season, that COVID season, I thought he was the best player in the Premier League. He mm. was unbelievable the influence he had on games and the way he would carry the ball, the way the team was... I mean, without him, I think we would have been rock bottom of the league. Um, yeah. In fact, when we was out of the team for a period of time, we, that's when our form really, really struggled. And I look at him now in a Man City shirt and I see him get the ball and pass it back to the fullback, get the ball, pass it back to the fullback. And I just... I want to see him yeah, just basically flourish. I want to see him show off what, what he's got. And I feel like he's, he's in a shell a bit. So... We do miss him, but then I do think the other side of it is this: he was. We're very much a one-man team, and with Greenish in your team with a club like Villa, all of a sudden everything goes through him. 
Uh, it's almost yeah. like a, a Ward Price with a Southampton kind of situation or a Letizia with them before. And is that necessarily a good thing to have that? But that being said, I'll take him back in a heartbeat. Yes, yes. And I mean, he's one of those players, uh, a bit like Harry Kane, I suppose, really, that when he's playing against you, you just hate him. You know, yeah. he, he's like, oh, he's falling, you know, but he goes down if you go past him and fart, he falls over. And yeah. oh, he's a diver. I mean, he's playing for England. It's okay, get Grealish on. We want Grealish yeah. on. You know, he's one of those, isn't he? But, uh, but like, if you're not getting the away fans, the opposition fans, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, he's a match winner. I mean, I was throwing stuff at the TV when Madison wasn't getting a sniff at the World Cup. I know he had a bit of an injury, but, you know, mm. he got the most creative player, I think, at that point in the Premier League that season, Englishman-wise, in Madison not getting a sniff. Greenish yeah. not getting much of a look in, and he's bringing on players that weren't particularly in great form, and look what happened in the end. So, yes. you know, yeah. got to roll the dice sometimes, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, because of course he didn't play, but he, he still managed to get injured. I don't know what that says. But Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. I'd say good luck, but you know I don't mean it. I know. Uh, good luck for after this game. Although we still got yeah. to play you again. I think this is the first time we've played you this season. So um all the best for the rest of the season. Again, we'll put your link in the chat uh, in the description you. below, sorry, on YouTube. But again, give a shout out as to where people can find you. Yeah, get me on Twitter, KTAVFC, at KTAVFC. Uh, also, our pod, at uh, Villa Park Podcast. So, yeah, uh, give us a follow. It'd be great. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll give, you a, give you a follow back. Um, good luck for the season to yourselves. Um, I, I don't just, I don't say this on every away podcast to go on, by the way, but, you know, I generally, <laughs> I generally do have a, a, a bit of an affinity for Leicester. You know, we talked about some of the shared players, but I just think the story of that underdog story, and as I said, I remember the early 90 teams. So, mm. and I, I really, really, yeah, truly believe truly believe that, you know, Everton are terrible, Bournemouth will, Bournemouth will go down. I'm still not convinced by Forrest. They've bought, you know, I don't, annual players can they buy. Um, I, think <laughs> I, struggling. Um, I think you'll be all right. I, but admittedly, it's a bit close for comfort. And if, if you don't have a great result against us and then the next three games, you could be really embroiled in a fight. But I I think you'll, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. And good luck. Fingers crossed. And let, let's, okay, it's nice to have Midlands teams in there. So, and you're going to definitely be safe this season. But uh, all the best, mate. Enjoy the game. Uh, Thanks, let's, Chris. Let's hope for some goals, whichever way it goes. And uh, we'll get you onto a quiz, like we said. Why not? I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that. Cheers. Thanks, all. Thanks, everyone. Thanks a lot. Take care, mate. All the bye. best. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice guy, Kevin. There. Make sure to go and check his channels out and the podcast. Um, great, great guy. Uh, so um, we're going to go through some um, through some stats now. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can get this up and running. Um, he says very... Let me uh, let me just play this a second while um, while we actually get this loaded. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Okay, so I'm hoping this is going to work. Um, just briefly, because we haven't had time to do a stat show this week because we had the um, the press conference show. Uh, so I'll just run through them here. Um, 
Nate, thank you so much, sir. Hi, Mike. How the devil are you? Welcome along. So let's just go through this then. So this is, um, well, look at the last results there. I went back to March 2020, which was, as, as, as Kevin correctly said, there was the last game before uh, the the COVID um, lockdown, uh, and we beat them 4-0. Um, if only we knew now what we knew then, eh? Um <laughs> They have won 50% of the games. Uh, we have won 33% of the games away. And there's one draw, as you can see, uh, looking there at the last one, two, three, four, six games. Um, plenty of bookings. Um, and we've got the, 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 the top on uh, goals as well. Form, well, there's the standings. They're 11th, but they've got 28 points. We're 14th with 18. So we're literally three points below them, three places below them. And yet we're 10 points behind them. Wow. And just look at that form there. I mean, you've got to look at that and go, Jesus. But again, you know, with the games that are coming up, with the games that are coming up, this, and I said this in the show, Villa as well, they're going to be looking at this and saying, this is one we can win. And... To be honest with you, we're going to be saying exactly the same. So, I, 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 I just think it's it it, it is it is going to be. I, it could be a nil nil, like you say. You're saying there, Aston Villa have seen over two and a half goals in six of their last seven home matches uh, against Leicester in all competitions. Leicester have failed to win in their last five Premier League matches. Not sounding good. And then, like I say, if we look at the form, uh, this is the form as it stands. Villa are fifth with 13 points. We are 15th with four. Now, looking for the home form, which is obviously uh, Villa, because they're at home, Aston Villa are ninth. Uh, they've played six and they've won 50% of those at home. While away, as you can see there, Leicester just behind Villa played six and we've won three away. Probably doing slightly better away than we have been doing at home. Um, these for uh, for the last few games there, as you can see, the fixtures. Um, home. Here we go. Villa. Uh, and the last four home games there, they've lost to Liverpool. They've drawn with Wolverhampton. They lost to Stevenage, as he mentioned there, with, with the sending off as well. Uh, and um, they beat Leeds. Away, um, we lost to Fulham. We beat Gillingham. We lost to Newcastle. We lost to some team just up the M1. Uh, we drew with Brighton, though, which, in fairness, you know, looking back and looking how Brighton are doing, that was not a bad result. Um and, of course, we've got Tottenham is our next away game. So, characteristics. Aston Villa strength. Counter-attacking. Creating chances through individual skills. Uh, protecting the lead. And start stealing the ball from the opposition. They're all strong on that. Uh, Leicester strengths. Well, we've got two there. We're very strong at shooting from direct free kicks. I think we'll find that is Madison. Um, creating long shot opportunities we are good at as well. Um, weak, they can't avoid offside. Uh, defending against long shots, aerial duels, avoiding individual errors and defending set pieces. That's Villa's weaknesses. So let's hope that Madison gets a few free kicks then. Uh, weak, 
We are very weak, Leicester, at um, defending against long shots. And this is all based on, on, the, on the games this season in the Premier League. Um, we are weak at defending against skillful players. Uh, we're weak at protecting the lead. Don't we know it? Weak at aerial duels, defending counter-attacks and defending set-pieces. And yet we've got this new set-piece coach who seems to have kind of disappeared since, uh, since we last the World Cup. Um, Villa style, <coughs> excuse me, attacking down the left. Just get a drink. My voice is going. Attacking down the left. Opponents play aggressively against them and that they are aggressive themselves. Leicester style, taking long shots, short passes. Well, yeah, to me, to you, to me, to you. And it's just a defence. Uh, attempt through balls often. We're non-aggressive. Ain't that the truth? Uh, we like to play on our own half again. You know, we 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 we're very we're very very not often in the final third. Let's be honest, and we like to play the offside trap. Um, let's have a look here. Uh, Aston Villa will score from a fast break situation. Uh, is likely. This is the match forecast. Uh, Aston Villa will score as a result of individual skill. Is likely. Leicester will score a long shot, is likely, and Aston Villa will stray offside very often, likely. And as you can see there, I'll just highlight that, sorry, that bit there. Match forecast is predicted, uh, is generated from clashes in team characteristics. Uh, and strengths and weaknesses, uh, our styles are calculated from statistics of each uh, player's last two seasons. Um I'm just going to see if there is a um, one summary now. Um, team stats we have just done. Um, here we go. This is what I was looking at. Right. So Villa against Leicester. Attacking down the left-hand side and the right-hand side and the middle. We are pretty much there going to cancel each other out, aren't we? Because we both <laughs> like uh, to, to, to do much the same thing. Villa at home, um, again, slightly more down the left side. Um, but And Leicester away, um, pretty much the same as, as we are overall. Shot directions, again, look at that, pretty close. Um, we, we don't do much from the right side. If Pete starts tomorrow, that might change. That might change. Um, yeah, I mean, 90% down the left, probably because we've got Barnes, is obviously always on the left. And this is our shot zones. As you can see there for Leicester, 39% outside the box, 54% in the 18-yard box, 7% in the 6-yard box. Not a huge difference again between us and Aston Villa. Uh, Hubert saying, good evening, sir. How are you? Hope you are well. Um, shall we pick a team? Let me just have a look if I can I can just quickly get that up. Um, and you guys can join in with this one. Uh, I just need to see where it is. So please bear with... Um, There we go. Right. So we're going to start with warding goal, I think, aren't we? Now, this whoops, a daisy. Um, let me uh, 
Let me go back to that. Um, oh, I haven't got it. Just bear, just bear with callers, bear with. I thought I was organised, but I'm not. Um, team, 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 team. Team, post-match. Team, you share post-match, post-match. Anti scores prediction. Uh, do, 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 do. There we go. So we'll get rid of this. And then I'll stop screen. I don't know why, but this will not let me share two screens at the same time, which is rather annoying. I'm not going to lie. Right, so here we go. Are we going to go? Are we going to go, guys, for a 4231? Because that seems to be that seems to be what he likes to go for. Um Not my favourite, not my favourite formation. I'm old-fashioned. I like the old Mike Bassett. We're going to play 4-4 four, four in two. Ah, um, oh dear. Um, but I suppose... <laughs> Let's try harder. You had a decent school report then, mate. Um, right. Uh, let's have a look at what choices we have got here. Um, what's that? That is a 433. 4231. Um, four, two, I think that is what he's going to go for. I really do. Um, so I'm gonna have to start. This is this is this is what I would like to see, subject to obviously players. Being uh, being available and being fit, um, so it's going to be warding goal. Um, there we go. Going to be warding goal. I think that's like presume you know. Uh, I Iverson, you know, he, he's four one four one mike yeah I, I get that um i think it could be but this is this is this is almost like a four two three one isn't well it is a four two three one um but uh we we, we will see i like i tell you what do you know what sod this i agree with you mike let us go let us go mike for four one four one do i have that available I might not even I might not actually have that available. Yes, I do. There we go. Okay, let's do this then. Four one four one. I wish it was two up front, but you know we know that ain't ever going to happen when um, Brian while Brendan Rodgers is in charge. So at left back, do we go for Christiansen or do we go for Luke Thomas? I. Oof. I think, and I don't think very often, I think, hmm, 
Luke, you see, I think Luke Thomas has had a bit of a a, a bad press, if I'm honest with you, uh, because he he's done what he's he's been able to do. Um, you know, he's been called upon a lot. Um, but I'm going to put Christiansen in because I just think that Luke Thomas needs a break. Um, now, whether this will show up or not, K-R-I-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-E-N. Nope, we don't. He doesn't come up. Oh, brilliant. Victor. This is great. When he was playing for a team that, that should even be K-R-I-S R-I-S T-I-A-N S Hey, there we go. There we go. There he is. So I think we'll start with Christian. What do you think? Um, uh, Victor Christensen at left back. Uh, good evening, Joe. How are you? Hope you are well. Thanks for popping in. Uh, yeah, you've agreed with me, Mike. I think uh, I think Christensen. Um, he, he well, he might he might. I think he'll start, but then he might come off because, of course, they were in the middle of their break, their winter break in Denmark, um, and of course that. That is always going to be, um, you know, taking a few games to gain. So he may not be ready for 90 minutes yet. Um, on the right back, we're going to have to have Castagna. Uh, great news that Pierre might be coming back. But, yeah, um, I can't wait. It'll be like, like, <laughs> like Kevin said earlier, it'll be like having a new player back. It'll be like we've, we've signed a new player. Um Oh, hopefully he, he. I'm worried that he's going to be in, turn into a sick note. I really don't want him to turn into a sick note, but I do have a feeling he might do. Um, but I'm going to put Castagna obviously on the right, only because we're really, really struggling. Of course, the worry now is if Castagna gets injured. Oh my God! I just thought we have got no Mark or Brighton, who normally comes on on that role. It would probably have to be a Marty if he's not playing either brought on there or, yeah, that, that's, that's going to get scary, isn't it? Right, so um, at left centre-back, I'll just get make sure I'm, I'm looking the right one there. Um, out phase. Now, really, uh, I mean, what a great player. He started well. Um, that game where he scored the two own goals totally has knocked his confidence, and I understand it. It's bound to. It's bound to. Um, the only way it's like I said earlier with with, with Dakar. When you know if you don't, you know if you drop him, it's a difficult one because do you drop him to take him off the firing line? Or do you just keep playing him because that is um, oh, what's the word I'm looking at? You know, because you know you, you get back on the bike quickly. But again, you know, with the choices we've got now, then this will all depend on fitness. Um, 
But I'm going to put Harry Sutar in. Um, simply because I like Daniel Marty. Um, yes, he's not, um, he's not brilliant. He's not a world-class defender, etc., etc., etc. But you know, he's done. I don't, I don't groan when he's in the team now. Yes, he had a bad start to the season, but he was playing on the left, and he obviously isn't a left-sided player. But if Sutar's fit, six for eight, he's got to get in. He's got to get in. I'm sorry, Danny. Uh, thank you for everything you did for us, but you know, we, we might need you at right back if anything happens to Castagna. But uh, if Sutar isn't fit, then it will be Daniel Amate. But uh, we will see. He'll definitely be back for the game after. Whether he'll be fit for this one or not, we are not sure. Centre midfield, um, for me, um, it's going to be Mendy. <laughs> Mike, I, I will be totally honest with you here, Mike. I haven't actually, because I'm filling this in, I can't actually see the screen. So I've got it on another window, which is on another laptop, which is a little bit behind. But we are agreeing so much at the moment. What's wrong? We're Leicester fans. We can't agree. It's not allowed. Um, Samara is injured still. Uh, indeed, he's just not the player he was at the moment. And Mendy, okay, you know, indeed, this is the better tackler. But Mendy puts a better ball through. He does more with the ball when he's got it and when he's won it, than indeed he does. So I think he's really, really underrated. Obviously, uh, AFCON winner. Um, I think we've treated him really quite badly, um, to be honest with you. But for me, yeah, for me, um, he starts. Uh, left midfield is going to be, well, who else, really? Um Harvey Barnes, like I said, you know, he he, he terrorises, terrorises Villa. Let's hope he can do it tomorrow. I know he's a bit of um... <laughs> Nate, Nate, get out. Get out and go and sit on that naughty step. I am not saying I'm, anno I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. At, I'm not angry at you. I'm not annoyed at you. I'm just very disappointed in you, Nate. Very disappointed. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. Um, it is Mike. It is the best position for him, yes. Uh, but Barnes, like we said earlier, I mean, you know, his... his let's just bring it up again. Look at this. Directly involved in five goals in his four Premier League starts against Villa. Four goals, one assist. While only against Leeds, five has he scored more goals in the competition than his four against the Villains. So, you know, it, it to me, it, it's a no-brainer. He starts. And I know, like I say, you know, he can't seem to do right for doing wrong for some Leicester fans. But at the end of the day, he attacks the defence. He runs at the defence. And, you know, we could do with that on, uh, on all sides, couldn't we? Um, right midfield... Well, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Um, who am I going to go for? Bum, bum, bum. Tete. You, you, you know, we've got a Brazilian. Let's use him. Uh, let's see what he's made of. Let's give him that. Uh, let's give him that chance to prove himself. Um, 
Again, he was playing with France last week. In France, I should say, last week. So we haven't got a problem with fitness. Uh, to me, yeah, he, he should be in there. Um, Mike's agreeing with me. Mike, what are we, what are we like? You, are you a brother from another mother? Which <laughs> we're agreeing too much. Now then, this is where it's going to get exciting. Um, let me find which position I'm going to look at. On this central midfield attacking role, I'm going to play James Madison. Um, let's get him back. Let's get him back in the centre of the field. To me, it's the best position for him. He gets a bit more freedom. He can, you know, basically he can go where the ball is. And I think that's the way that he plays. I think he he plays better that way uh, because. You know, you can't put him out on the wing is almost a, a waste. Yes, he can do it, and in an emergency, obviously, I would have him there. Uh, but I just, you know, mm. now, you know, I, I, it gives me it gives me confidence. Like I say, and and for, if I was manager, it gives me the player that would. Um, Like I say, he's just a bit. I say a bit like Grealish was for Villa. You know, just give him the freedom to go where he wants. Now then, this I think is where we are going to fall out. Three players into one position won't go. And I think I might annoy a few people with this one, but for me. I can't decide. I can't decide. The decision that I have made is I'm dropping Yuri. Um, yeah, I know, you know, he's, he's our, technically our best player, but he just hasn't been performing that well. You know, he missed a penalty the other day, and all right, anybody can miss a penalty. Vardy's missed penalties uh, in his time. So, you know, it was his attitude afterwards was it just sort of frustration or was it like, you know, you take it either way. But look, players miss penalties. We can't blame him for that, you know. Um, I've missed a penalty in my time or, or <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking different level here. We're, we're talking about work team, annual sports day, um, and we didn't get into the final because I missed my penalty. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I sympathise with him. I quite fancy Pratt, but... But I don't know whether he can play on that side. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for Dewsbury Hall simply because we know he plays that side. And I feel sorry because I, I I mean it's awkward when you've got these players and you can't play them. And I and I don't want to see Pratt go, but I understand if he does because he wants regular football. Um but yeah, I'm gonna go for Dewsbury Hall. Uh, uh Mike Mike and me agree again. Up front, now then. <laughs> I'm sorry, for me, you can't 
Jamie Vardy can't start these games. I mean, that, that said, you know, if, if I don't say Vardy, you know he's going to come on and get a hat-trick. Um, Daka, he needs the game to... He needs to play regularly. You know, we saw with Kelechi, with Kelechi, he was at his most dangerous when he was playing week in, week out. But, you know, when, when at the end of that, that season, two seasons ago, he was our top scorer, but he was playing every single week. Uh, and he seems to do better off the bench. So, look, I'm going to go Pat Daka here. I'm actually disagreeing with you, Mike. I'm disagreeing. Uh, Daka and, I'm sorry, Kelechi, I love him to bits. Love him to bits. You know, um, it, what, what can you say? What I mean, the guy is, he loves the FA Cup. This isn't the FA Cup, though, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, so, I just think Dakar, I think Dakar just needs to get this run of games. He really, really does. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything I've got here. Um this is what you know. This is this is Kalechi, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I know it's it's bad, but uh, now I love him to bits. But he does need to play up to with to up from uh, with himself and another one. And to be totally honest with you, right? I sound like Anthony now. To be honest with you, Brendan Rodgers isn't going to play to up from. I can see, I can see in the summer, Kalechi maybe even knocking on the door, going, "Look, Brendan, play me or let me go," and that'll be sad. That'll be sad. But um, yeah, and Vard, Vardy is injured, like you say, Mike, as well. So for me, it's got to be Daka, uh, and then bring Kelly on when the uh, uh, when the defence is a bit knackered. So that's my team. Not my favourite formation. I definitely would play two up front, but there's no point me sat here week in, week out going, I'm going to play that team. I'm going to play that team, knowing that he's not going to pick it. What's the point? What's the point? But that is a team that I would go with. Um, I think that is a very good team. I think that's a team that can win the match for us. And I've gone for 2-1. What's everybody else going for? Let's see uh, straight after this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Coming up next tomorrow night. We've not done it yet. It's going to be the prediction show. Normally, obviously, on a Tuesday, but we had a slight a slight thing of the uh, transfer deadline day being on Tuesday this week. So join myself, Steve, and Brad uh, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, for the prediction show. Um, be there would be square. Why not sub to the channel and click that notification bell? Then you will never miss a show. So we are going to be back doing that, and then obviously we're going to be doing the watch alongs as well. Um, I could see Tete coming off the um off the bench. Um, I yeah, I, I if I'm honest, I think he probably will, but I'd love to see him start. Like I say, he's been playing, so why why not stick him on? Um, now, you see, I'm sorry for me. 
we need to take him out. He just has not been himself. Yeah, the, the since the since the FA Cup, we haven't seen in my in in my opinion uh, the proper Yuri. Uh, his mind's elsewhere. He's thinking about going. No, and I know he's, he's not gone, and we know we shouldn't use him because he's a good player. But he, there's, there's better there's players that are in better form at the moment than him. Not necessarily better players, but players that are in better form, and that's why. I will not be starting him if I was me. Uh, you are absolutely going for a goal fest here, Mike. Uh, Villa two, City four. Wow, um, that would be from a from a commentary point of view, that would be great. Uh, Nate has gone two one to the Foxes, uh, same as me, and Tolja has gone two one as well. Um, Colonel, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, never really heard of Tete. Any good? I thought he was the right back. No, he's a winger. Uh, coming from Shakhtar Donetsk, um, was on loan at Lille, I believe it was. Um, or was it? I think it was a French club anyway. Uh, we've got him on loan till the end of the season because we're not allowed to buy him because of UEFA rules with um, with the Ukraine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, first ever Brazilian we've had. Um, Joe has gone 3 1 to Leicester, Mike. Yuri can't be asked. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I get what you're saying there uh, using a different uh, Leon. That's it, Leon. Thank you, mate. Uh, I think I know what you what you were referring to there. Um, if Tete starts on the bench, I'm going Bozo. <laughs> you said that earlier. Maybe maybe I won't do the watch along tomorrow. Look, we are uh, on Saturday. We are doing the watch along half two, obviously live on here. And everybody said that they missed the graphic. You know, the graphic was ahead of us. You all want the graphic back, so I'll be bringing the graphic back this week. Guys, thank you very much for watching. Thank you to everybody that's been in the chat. Mike, told you, Nate, uh, Colonel, thank you for popping in. Joe, um, and, of course, a big, big thank you to – and Naz, sorry, Naz, you were in earlier, uh, and, and I was doing the team. I didn't see you pop in. Hello. Um, and everybody else that's been in going back earlier, Hubert, Molina, um, and uh, uh, Barat. I hope you like the show. Your first time in, wasn't it? So I hope you like it. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you are new. If you are not new, smash those likes. And if you are uh, a podcast listener, whether you're listening to Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Podcast Addict, whichever you listen, 42,172 downloads last year on the podcast. Uh, totally amazing. We're now, as you've seen, tied up with uh, Talk Sport. We're part of their fancast setup. Really pleased about that. So uh, if you're listening to it, thank you for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. Um, Mike said, see you, Chris. Uh, ta uh, Take care. Um, indeed. Uh Hope you win three or four. Uh, Neil, get yourselves some confidence. We need it. We need it with the games we've got coming up. Guys, I will see you tomorrow night, nine o'clock, when we are doing the prediction show. Thank you, everybody. Like I say, whether you've been watching or listening on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so very much. And if it wasn't for you, I'd be sat here talking to myself, which is the first sign of madness. Yeah, I think I'm past that one. 
<laughs> Take care, everybody, and um, I will see you tomorrow, hopefully. Take care. Good night. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.